In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attentions of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, mortgage professionals, welcome to another episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. This is your host, Jeff Zimfer. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're getting value out of these podcasts. And I tell you, you know, what I'm really trying to do is bring knowledge, inspiration, insights, um, access to tools, resources, people, ideas, and thoughts that are going to help you be more successful in your business. And today we are talking with Velma. And we are talking about CRM and marketing automation and all the different things that go into a successful uh, deployment and onboarding of a CRM tool within your organization. So whether you're an individual loan officer, you're in uh, management or senior executive, you obviously probably already have some level of a CRM. If you don't, have a CRM, uh, you need to get in touch with Velma right away. If you do have a CRM, um, oftentimes companies are in flux when it comes to CRMs and uh, they uh, may be in the market for changing or looking at, looking at alternatives. And Velma is one of the CRMs in the mortgage industry that should be on everybody's short list because they're designed and built um, for the mortgage industry specifically. So they understand and get our business, and they've made a pretty big impact, right? They've they've um, been around for over ten years. They understand um, the pains and struggles and issues that a mortgage company faces when we're trying to um, be more efficient in our marketing activities. So Velma does lots of different things. It's a very uh, robust platform. They're continually adding new features and functionality to it. Uh, so whether that's email marketing automation, you want to do print. Yes, print, still alive and well, post-closing, gift marketing. Um, the other great thing about uh, Velma is it integrates into your LOS. It also integrates into Mortgage Coach. So um, there's some extremely powerful benefits and streamlined processes when you can work back and forth between your LOS and your CRM to automate a lot of those marketing opportunities and touch points, whether it's pre-loan transaction during or post-loan closing 
Um, they actually even do things such as search engine marketing and web design. Um, and they've been doing it, like I said, for a long while. I mean, if you look at their website, you can see that they've had, oh, with their various campaigns, they've generated over 63 million marketing impressions. That means over 63 million times a, a piece of content or a message that's been generated on behalf of a client through Velma has been viewed. Over 340,000 relationships under management and 320 pizzas ordered. No, just kidding. That's actually taken right from their website, and that hopefully gives you a sense of the a type of uh, humor that uh, Velma likes to uh, take in working with their clients. And they definitely are a great bunch of people over at Velma. So uh, today, uh, my special guest is Brent Emler. He's the uh, Director of Sales and Marketing at Velma, a, a longtime veteran of the mortgage industry and um, uh, you know Senior Management Executive Person at Velma. And I'll tell you what, Brent definitely, you know, has seen a lot of um, CRMs come and go. He's seen a lot of the challenges that take place when um, companies and individuals are trying to um, be successful with a new CRM. And so he brings a lot of those insights, best practices, um, what to look for, what to, what to watch out for, um, you know, what to really, how to really save time and, and be more efficient with a CRM and, and really what's the number one key to being successful when you're launching and implementing a new CRM tool. So uh, I hope you really uh, get out of today's session what I did, which is a lot of insights and um, you know, uh, best practices in terms of how are we going to really make um, a CRM successful and uh, have it fulfill on, on the promises that most CRMs make but many fail to deliver on. I think Velma, um, with their experience in the marketplace uh, and with Brent's guidance, as you'll soon hear, Velma definitely delivers on the promise of CRM. So with that said, let's transition into this week's show. Hey, Brent, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, it's my pleasure. And uh, so I've been wanting to get you on here for some time because, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do uh, with this podcast is bring uh, tools and resources to the, you know, mortgage community that's going to help them be more effective at the various and multiple roles that are that are going on for them in the business. And it's always changing and technology. So we're going to talk about that. But uh, do me a favor for a moment. Just give us a quick uh, bio, who you are, what you do. Yeah, yeah. My name is Brent Emler, and I am the Director of Sales and Marketing at Velma.com. That's V-E-L-M-A.com. Um, and, you know, Velma was born in 2006, Jeff, mm-hmm. uh, and, and actually launched in earnest in 2007, uh, just in time for the, the collapse. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so it was, uh, it, the timing was challenging, and, uh, and over the last, you know, decade, uh, a lot of things have changed in the CRM space, and I'm excited to kind of share some of those thoughts with uh, you and your listeners. Yeah, so that's a great point. And uh, so congratulations to you for surviving through that uh, and coming out the other side. Yeah. And as we know, there's a lot of choices for CRM out there in the marketplace. So that brings up my first question. I'm curious, how, how looking back on that, right? So 2006, seven. Um, you know, that's about 10 years now, um, and, and a lot of CRMs have popped up uh, over that time. How are you guys able to survive and, and rise above uh, and become a right a, a preeminent choice in the mortgage community today as compared to all the others? Uh, what do you think that you guys did through that process um, during the tough times and even le- leading up to today that helped you be successful? Yeah, you know, with any small business, it's it's important that you're able to pivot. 
Um, things change. The market changes. Um, you know, the, you just the what, what do they say, Jeff? They say the only constant is change, mm-hmm. and and so you really have to be able to um, go with the flow and and uh, restructure what you're doing when when things change. And so, in you know, 2008, we were designed for individual loan officers originally. Uh, in fact, believe it or not, we were designed for individual loan officers to deepen and develop the relationships through print-only marketing, hmm. uh, we, <laughs> which is pretty pretty amazing to think about. Uh, we, we very very quickly added email, but um, the, the idea was let's, let's provide a very, very easy-to-use system for individual loan officers to add their contacts and to effectively nurture relationships. Um, and it, and it, it worked out, it worked very, very well uh, for the folks that we onboarded. Uh, but then, of course, the, the crisis happened and things changed. There was a consolidation in the, in the marketplace generally. And so what we had to pivot to was more of an enterprise model. And so while we still support individual loan officers, our focus is always on making sure that the product is very easy for individual loan officers. We put a lot of our development emphasis on building enterprise level tools. Mm. And uh, when we made that, that switch, um, it, things really took off for us. And, and we were able to uh, help a lot more originators and, and organizations uh, by providing those enterprise level tools. And of course, all of those tools, uh, the goal is to, is to benefit the individual loan officers, but with less uh, reliance on them to uh, to initiate things. Yeah, that's interesting, the comment about print. I'm curious today uh, if, if you have any sense of what percentage, because I know you guys have evolved and we'll, we'll dive into that a bit in terms of email and obviously marketing automation and so forth. But um, any sense of today, you know, what percentage of your users are still kind of using that original focus, if you will, like you had said, right, on, on print-related marketing? Yeah, yeah. So it really depends on the organization. A lot of the print marketing that we're doing is the post-close campaigns, the automated post-close um, although we are doing, we do see quite a bit of the just listed, just sold, co-branded postcards, that type of of printed activity, where you're getting a list of of people in a particular neighborhood, and uh, you know if a, if one of your realtor partners has been successful in selling a house or listing a home in a neighborhood, why not send a postcard, a co-branded co- postcard to all of the people in that neighborhood? Uh, yeah. See if we can get some additional business that way. So. Uh, you know, there, there are some, some niche things like that. And of course the post close and, and we do still see a lot of loan officers doing, um, you know, personalized birthday cards and thank you cards to realtors. Uh, but you know, the predominant medium is, is email. Uh, no question about it. We're doing, uh, you know, tens of millions of emails a year. Um, and, and certainly not that level of, of print marketing. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so in terms of email, then what, what are the types of uh, programs or campaigns that uh, you'd say are most popular in, within your platform? Well, yeah, you know, so the thing that we discovered when we went to a, a more enterprise model was that for us to deliver big value to these big organizations, we really had to focus a lot of energy on integration, integration with the LOS, mm-hmm. 
uh, with their website solution, lead capture forms. Collecting data is is one of the most you know challenging. Not only collecting the data, Jeff, but also collecting the data and aligning that data to the marketing objectives, the overall marketing objectives. Right. And doing and doing all of that in a way that is completely hands free for the originator. When when we ask originators to change, and this really goes for any software, if you ask a salesperson uh, to change their behavior, uh, you better be delivering huge value to them uh, because otherwise it just becomes a, a burden and a nuisance. And that's one of the big challenges that CRM uh, has in terms of adoption is asking loan officers to fundamentally change their behavior on a day-to-day basis uh, w- and, and still asking them to do even more work. And, and while that work may be useful, it's, I, I uh, equate it to getting a gym membership. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a, a lot of us will go get a gym membership because we know it's good for us. Uh, and, and, and we have all these designs on doing these great things at the gym and getting fit and, and all the rest. And, and uh, a vast majority of people uh, just end up not going. And that's really how CRM, uh, the, the analogy is, yeah, we all know that if we do a lot of these CRM features and we spend a lot of time in there, um, then, then we're probably going to get a, a return on investment. But man, I'm so busy every day. I just don't have time to do that. I don't have time to be thinking about two weeks, three weeks, you know, six months from, from now. So our, our emphasis, um, our primary emphasis is on automating uh, the things that loan officers used to have to do manually. Yeah, which that was, uh, a, that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good one. I love the gym analogy. It's actually it's actually true. I mean, what you're basically saying there is, is and I can relate to this. You know, uh, having been in the loan officer chair for you know over seven eight years, um, it's it's got to be where's the payoff, right? It's like the gym analogy. Why do I go to the gym and put on all that sweat, sweat equity, and hard work? Go the, the payoff, right? Is I'm going to look better, feel better, yeah. have more energy, and so it's a similar argument with CRM. Um, and I, I definitely can uh, appreciate your point about the difficulty of getting that salesperson to pivot. So it leads me to be curious um, because on the one hand, it's like, you know, this, 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 it's the carrot and the stick, you know, hey, there's this proposed payoff. But what have you seen um, recommendations? Let's just say there's an enterprise um, listening to this and they're considering a change in their CRM. So what would Velma do to help uh, make that change um, more easily happen within an organization, right? To make that pivot. Is there anything you guys have learned in the past that you would, that you're, or a process that you have in an organization when you onboard? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a really good question, and I and I think you know I was just thinking about this this morning, and and we talk about it quite a bit. It's the the number one most important thing. Whether your listeners are are going to buy Velma or any of our competitors. And, and this really extends beyond the mortgage industry. This is CRM in general. And, and I'll tell you, Jeff, I've done a lot of research and the mortgage industry is not unique uh, in terms of CRM, CRM adoption challenges. Uh, I was just reading an article recently, a guy who uh, worked with Salesforce uh, as an add-on uh, service. He'd been involved in over a thousand Salesforce implementations and Almost, almost to a company, uh, the adoption was less than twenty percent. Wow. And this is Salesforce. This we're, we're talking about Salesforce, right? I mean, right. this is the the 
the billion dollar monster out there and uh, adoption is less than 20%. And that's frustrating if you're writing these big checks mm-hmm. every month. Um, and, and so, you know, you're asking what, what can executives do? What can companies do? What can loan officers do? Marketing directors and all the rest. What can they do to improve adoption? I would, I would say that the number one most important thing is for the executives to really buy in. Hmm. To really buy into what it is that we're trying to accomplish together, to identify what the objectives are, and and to make sure that everybody is agreed on what the objectives are uh, with the product, and and to make sure that there's a change management process in place, and that all of the department heads understand that this is an important thing that we're doing together. Uh, you know, compliance, marketing, sales, IT. Everyone has to be on the same page. It has to be, uh, you know, a, 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 a top-down approach. And I, I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly, uh, you know, what sort of approach to take, you know, for for the different in, individual organizations because right. they're all different. They're all yeah. different, Jeff. Uh, you know, we talked to some depository lenders, and and they really want to control everything from the very top. In fact, success for them has nothing to do with loan officers logging in. Hmm. It has every, everything to do with impressions. It has everything to do with uh, measuring ROI with retention loans and lead pull through. Um, and, and that's not the same for, uh, you know, typical independent mortgage banker. They want to see the loan officers logging in and engaging with the product. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not so. I want to pause there. Yes, because what you're talking about is the, you know, key metrics or KPIs, key performance indicators, and and I agree, getting buy-in from the top executives um, is key. And I'm going to come back to that. But what do you mean by impressions uh, as being a unique uh, indicator? Oh yeah, sorry. That's kind of a that's a a marketing term. <laughs> uh, the, the impression impressions are uh, each time an email or a postcard. Uh, lands in front of a set of eyeballs. Okay, right. Okay, so right, CPM, right, Cosper, sim- yeah. similar kind of thing. So they're looking at um, basically uh, what's the increased exposure they're getting by implementing the various functionality tools of the CRM. Yeah, you know, and that's 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 the brand awareness piece, mm-hmm. um, and and that's that's obviously really important. Uh, but also beyond that. Uh, measuring the effectiveness of those impressions. And so measuring things, one of the things that we we measure is clients coming back. So if there's a loan already in the system and we send marketing material to that contact and they come back and get another loan six months, 12 months, two years later, that would be considered a retention loan. That is that is a client that you've retained and and there is marketing uh, that's happened to that contact, and therefore there's a, a corresponding um, ROI. Hmm. Yeah, that that obviously makes sense. And then of course, there's reporting uh, on all that within your system that people can pull those quarterly or whatever reports to to see what type of retention they're getting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it. Uh, yep. Okay, so so back to the question of get executive buy-in. I totally agree with you 100% on that, and I, I know from past experience um, that that can be a challenge, um, uh, and there can be multiple players in the 
implementation and conversation of a CRM. Now, an executive level person might sign off on it or you know approve the budget, um, but then sometimes they disappear after that, right? And there's other mm-hmm. people within various levels. Uh, there's obviously IT, there's integration, right? There's the marketing people, like you said. So any um, suggestions you have from your experience on, again, right, for anybody listening to this, uh, when they're considering a CRM, Velma or anybody, uh, you want to be successful with that. How do we keep the top-level executives involved in general? I know it varies based on organization, but any comments you would have on that? Yeah, so at Vilma, the the development team is obviously huge. We've got a, a really big, amazing development team, and they're they're cranking out new features and and ideas and automation and integrations and and all the rest uh, each and every day, and and it's just a wonder to watch them work. But uh, you know, I think probably even more important for for us is the client services department. And what they do uh, at Velma is, you know, we don't just do this implementation uh, training and then off you go. I hope you're successful. Uh, we actually do what's called a quarterly business review, a QBR. Um, and this is not to puff us up. I'm sure other CRMs do this as well. And if they don't, you should ask your CRM provider to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but do a quarterly business review. And in that review, uh, you should be you should be reviewing the objectives. So so the first quarterly business review for us would have all of the objectives that we outlined in the sales process, right? So when we sit down with the executive, the marketing team, the sales team, what are our objectives? What data do we have, and what are our objectives? Mm-hmm. And then when you sit down to do that quarterly business review, did you achieve your your objectives? And and so really. Uh, dialing in on objectives, goals, and making sure that you're hitting those, and then providing comprehensive reports that can be delivered to the executive, showing that the CRM implementation um, and ongoing training and adoption and automation, that all of that is working and delivering value to the business. When we do that, yeah, when we do that, the executives, they get excited about it. They can see uh, that they're making money, that they're getting a huge ROI, and and then they're more invested in uh, in the relationship, and more willing to allocate resources to uh, strengthening it. Yeah, it makes sense. What should uh, some of the objectives be? Do you think, uh, or, or or what do you generally see? Is there a recurring theme in terms of when somebody's investing in a CRM? There's a certain you know theme of objectives that they're trying to accomplish: better efficiency, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it really does depend on the organization. If you've got uh, if you've got a strong reverse uh, group and you really want to focus on um, getting more reverse business, uh, then you identify uh, you know the data that you have, the data sources that you have. You identify uh, you know how are we going to go to market with that particular product. I'm just picking something mm-hmm. randomly, but. Um, it, it really is dependent on the organization. Of, of course, you want to make sure that you're retaining all of your past clients uh, by having a post-close campaign. I don't think there's a CRM uh, in the mortgage space that doesn't have some sort of email, print, or combination thereof post-close campaign. That's easy. Um, the, the lead marketing, you know, that's, it can be nuanced, right? So do you, how deep do you want to go with your, your lead marketing? Do you want to have very targeted 
uh, campaigns specifically for refis or specifically for uh, renters? Or, you know, do you want to do you want to try to resurrect, uh, you know, some of the look, Jeff, these companies, it's unbelievable to me how much data they have at their fingertips sitting in their LOS. Mm-hmm. There are thousands and thousands of opportunities sitting in the LOS just languishing away. Um, and, it, and it's really, it's really disheartening until you get a hold of it and you say, wow, look, look at this data. Let's do this, this, and this. Let's pick the, these three objectives and, and make sure that, uh, that we're going to identify everybody who could benefit from um, X or Y product and let's develop a campaign around that. Yeah, and you help them make sense of that data and, and make that data usable, right? Rather than just That's sitting there. Right. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you gave that example earlier of, of you know, it depends on the organization in terms of objectives, and you use the example of reverse. And uh, I know I'm kind of putting you on the hot seat here a bit, but so reverse is one. It could be refi, it could be jumbo, it could be USDA, FHA, right? Um, but sure. but it, I, I guess put it in the context, and I'm sure you've you've been asked this question before, but I really want to um, hear your opinion of this. Of as how how would or how does a CRM help me sell? more of a particular, if that's my objective, right? If I want to drive reverse, if I want to drive USDA, um, how's it going to help me or my company, my organization, right? Grow my share of X product. Does that make sense at all, the question? It does. It does. And so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the, the key here is the, the automation is taking the data and getting it into the CRM so that each each originator has their own individual database um, that is going to be marketed to automatically. The loan officers are not having to get into the system and select contacts and figure out what to send them and, and all the rest. That's all happening automatically. That's being driven by the marketing department. And when when the for, for instance, when those pieces go out. Um, you can look at your marketing history. You can see who's opening the pieces, who's not opening the pieces. And as you're thinking about spending time in your day, here's a great example. Okay, Let, let's let's move off the reverse because that's that's typically more of a a, a print um, mm-hmm. uh, print play. Um, let's let's take talk about pre-approvals. Okay? okay, so we all get these we get these pre-approvals, and uh, and then they you know oftentimes they they get in that pre-approval state. And then they sit there and they're stuck there in that pre-approval state. And then they don't move forward um, without some sort of uh, marketing automation CRM tool. Those people can just get stuck in the LOS. And then you move as an originator, you're going to move on, right? You're going to move on and work closest to the money. I mean, that's what we do as salespeople. We work closest to the money. And by that, when, um, you, when you say work closest to the money, you mean the, the deals that are going to close quicker, sooner? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. Okay. And so, if somebody is, is stuck in this pre-approval state, um, you know, we, we have a tendency to say, you know, I'm going to move on to the people who are uh, more likely to buy today than, than mm-hmm. two months from now. Yeah. And so by sending out, uh, by having campaigns designed around that status, that milestone of pre-approval, as we're sending out the, that communication, we're keeping the loan officer and the company brand connected to that borrower. And so when they do decide to buy, They've got something in their inbox that says, oh, you know what? I'm going to call Jeff. That's who I'm going to call. I'm, I'm ready to move. Um, that, and when they open those marketing pieces, you can see that in the marketing history. And then you can pick up the phone and say, hey, Jeff, 
I just sent you something on the value of pre-approval. I noticed that you opened it. Have you started looking again? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really gives you it gives you a sort of a warm list of people to call based on the uh, the cons- consumption of the marketing material. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, what's coming up for me in, in hearing that description is um, I did a podcast last week and I you know talked about the number one thing that every successful business has and that is a predictable sales system. So a CRM helps you have a predictable sales system. It moves people along a path um, whereby if you relied on simple uh, human effort, right, that heavy lifting, odds are that's not going to happen. So that's one of the advantages of a CRM. How's yeah, no, no question about it. Okay. Yeah, no question about it. And 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 you know, if we if we rely on a spreadsheet or uh, you know a file system, we're we're gonna forget about people. scratch pad. Um, <laughs> yeah, scratch pad. We're we're just gonna forget about people. So having that that normal workflow. So when I get a pre approval, I'm gonna always do this. I'm gonna make you know my system's always going to send out uh, this letter, this email, and then this email, and then when they open it, then I p- pick up the phone and I call them. So this is the process that I always go through. And yeah. you're right, CRM, CRM does that. Yeah, and it makes me think of the the term, you know, customer journey, which I'm sure you're familiar with and actually uh, comes out of various events of I've attended at Salesforce in the past. And knowing that in today's world, people are on a, a certain t- customer journey, right? And in the mortgage space, it depends on how they're engaging you, but whether it's online, referral, whatever, but there's a process, there's a journey. And if, if we don't have that defined for them, um, then it breaks down and uh, they don't get the engagement and the responsiveness that they expect and, and, and deserve. So they're going to go elsewhere and, and you know, want to have that positive customer journey, right? No, no question about it. And one of the, one of the really exciting things that uh, is coming to, it, it really kind of already here and, and just beginning to grow is this idea of behavioral marketing. And mm-hmm. so as, as consumers consume marketing material, we're, you know, adjusting the campaign pieces, the cadence, the, um, the, you know, when we're delivering the pieces, what time of day, uh, we, we know what type of devices that they're opening pieces on. So we're optimizing for the devices. Um, and so when you talk about customer journey, um, you, you're really talking about creating a segment of one. Uh, and that's really the, the, the uh, Shangri-La for marketers, right? Is, mm-hmm. you know, taking a thousand customers and, and segmenting it down to one contact and having really, really highly personalized content, delivery schedule, and, and all the rest. Yeah, and then in addition to that personalized one-to-one experience, which is definitely where it's headed, um, is then, of course, getting the real-time triggers uh, that notify you, your sales and marketing team, uh, you know, at various stages of engagement so you can appropriately follow up in a timely manner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and, and you know, speed to contact, making sure you are the person uh, who is who is there at the at the exact right time is uh, is really hard to do without having a CRM in place to tell you, hey Jeff, it's time for you to call uh, Jim. He just opened the email, or it's time for you to call Jim. He hasn't uh, you haven't talked to him in, in two months, and and you're scheduled to. So you're absolutely right. Trying to remember that, and and you know, let's face it, as salespeople, we're managing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of relationships. Um, unlike, you know, yesteryear when you didn't have to manage as many contacts, as, as many relationships, it, it's, uh, you know, relying on your memory or uh, a file system, uh, scratch pad, Excel, it's just, uh, um, it's it's so 2000, uh, 
four teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What do you see out there when you're engaging with a company um, before they bring on, you know, Velma, for instance? Are they on an existing CRM and they're switching? Is that the usual case, or are they, you know, not on one currently and they're a lot in a lot of pain? What are you seeing? <laughs> Yeah, you know, when when uh, not not too long ago, Jeff, the the uh, number of organizations. So I, when I was out prospecting, I, I would talk to about fifty percent of the organizations didn't have a CRM. They kind of knew, you know, I better I should probably do that. Um, and I don't know, that was probably three, four, five years ago. I, I, I guess I'd have to really think about that. Mm. It wasn't too long ago that it was about half. Um, but today. I honestly can't think of the last time I went into a prospective, a new prospect sales call where they did not have a CRM. If you don't have a CRM today, uh, you are unquestionably in the minority. And so, um, yeah, organizations are moving uh, from one CRM to the next. Uh, and, and honestly, I've seen a lot of movement. Um, it seems like organizations are jumping around quite a bit these mm. days. Um, and, and I think that it's in, in part because CRM is not delivering what the organizations uh, sold mm-hmm. and CRM is, and, and or the executives had the wrong expectations. Um, so it's either sold wrong, uh, bad expectations, poor implementation, no follow-up, no training and, and all the rest. And so it's not necessarily the product that's the problem. It's the people around the product uh, that, that is creating, um, you know, as much movement as, as there is uh, from CRM to CRM. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, that speaks to your earlier uh, discussion around building out that kind of onboarding, uh, both pre, during, and post onboarding. And that's, it's your number one thing was to, you know, get executive buy-in and, have clear objectives and, uh, you know, make sure you've got the appropriate people involved so you can tie off on those and conduct your quarterly reporting and so forth and, and demonstrate that success. And I, I would say I, that is for, for, for me. And I've, I've actually been part of, you know, the, the sales guy sitting at the desk at, at whatever company and a new CRM comes in. And, and for me, <laughs> uh, the biggest challenge always had been, well, why are we doing this? Well, what's the benefit? Yeah. You know, yep. uh, and, and why do we have to change? And then they get it installed, and then it's like, you know, it's like going to the dentist, right? It's pulling teeth. And so, for anybody listening who's considering, um, you know, switching CRMs, I would agree with uh, your point earlier, Brent, that that is the biggest thing. Make it clear as to what the benefits are going to be, right? And then you, you get the people championing behind you on it. Yeah, and and you know, I, you know, there's probably some golden ratio there. Uh, you know, for every every ex, extra action that a CRM asks a loan officer to to take, the CRM better do five things, right? <laughs> so <laughs> there's there's probably some some sort of ratio there, but um, yeah, that's that's really it. I mean, loan officers uh, have have been starting their transactions in the LOS for years and years and years, and and then you're going to come in as a CRM provider and say. You need to start stop doing what you've always done and start doing it this way, um, and and you're gonna, you know what the really great news is, uh, the executive team is going to be able to see 
uh, have more visibility into the sales funnel. It's like, well, I, I don't really care about that as a, as a loan officer. Mm. What I care about is selling more loans. So how yeah. is this going to help me sell more loans? Yes, exactly. Stay top of mind, make me the obvious choice with my customers, automate some of the you know, processes in terms of uh, database marketing and all that stuff that you, that you talked about. Uh, absolutely, 100% agree with you on that. And you know, I, I think it speaks to the success that you guys have had that you've obviously figured something out when it comes to that, when it comes to getting executive buy-in, getting uh, the individual loan officers, right. Supporting you and then, and then being successful because, you know, as you said, you've been at this for a long time and you are, you know, um, definitely on the short list, I think for anybody considering CRMs in the mortgage space, you've got all the integrations for LOS. I, I know you also integrate to mortgage coach, which a lot of uh, top producers use out there. And that, that just, you know, enhances the overall attractiveness of your product, I think. Um, so with that said, uh, any place you want to direct people that are listening to find out more about uh, Velma, where they can maybe dive in and get connected to you? Yeah, real easy. Just go to Velma, V-E-L-M-A.com. That's Velma.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, down at the bottom, there's a uh, request a demo and, and we can, you know, we don't have to necessarily even do a demo. We can just kind of talk about what you're currently doing with CRM. And, and I'd be happy to spend some time with, with your listeners, even if you guys aren't in the market to, uh, to make a change. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate. We are really passionate about helping mortgage companies uh, become more efficient and automate the things that, People used to do manually and and uh, really delivering value to not just individual loan officers or mortgage companies, but but uh, the the industry as a whole. It's a it's a phenomenal industry. We're feel really blessed to be a part of it, and uh, there there are just some unbelievably great things going on uh, in the CRM space, Jeff. And and you mentioned the integration with Mortgage Coach. Integrations are getting deeper and deeper and and more exciting every day. So um, yeah, that's a great time to be in the in the CRM space, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And if people are looking for ease of use, I know you're consistently ranked as the uh, easiest mortgage marketing CRM on the market. And that's part of your motto, keep it simple so it gets used. And that's the key uh, hallmark of any successful CRM is it's got to get used and making it simple is, is a key part of that. So hats off to you guys for doing that. So um, once again, Brent, thanks for being here. And for those listeners that uh, have tuned in, thanks for listening to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. We always appreciate you. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, leave us a, a comment, a review. And uh, as always, we will see you on the next show. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our mortgage marketing pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus 
done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.